What do we make of Michigan's rushing attack this season? And I don't ask that question in regards to whether or not Michigan has an elite run game or whether they have a great run game or just an okay run game. We know that Blake Corum, Donovan Edwards, Zach Zinner, Trevor Keegan, Drake Nugent at center, and that whole offensive line and running back room, and even quarterback J.J. McCarthy, all of those things put together, we know that Michigan will have an elite rushing attack. And I would say, and many would say, they will have the number one rushing attack in the country. Last year, when it came to rushing yards per game, they were second in the Power Five, only behind Ole Miss, who had Zach Evans and Quinshawn Judkins. Michigan was second nationally, Power Five, of course, in rushing yards per game, averaging 238.9 rushing yards on the ground, nearly averaging three rushing touchdowns per game, and averaging 5.6 yards per carry overall. In total, Michigan rushed for 3,347 yards, and they had 41 rushing touchdowns on 600 carries. This team was a beast on the ground. They were one of the best teams in the nation already, but where they lacked in many different areas on the offense, the deep ball for J.J. McCarthy didn't connect until Ohio State, Purdue, and TCU. And still, in those games, his accuracy, um, see the TCU game in the Fiesta Bowl, was still called into question, and rightfully so. The passing game was off. It didn't live up to its full potential. There were times where it looked just as bad, if not worse, than the 2021 passing attack. Like J.J. McCarthy only completing 50% or less of his passes against Rutgers and Nebraska, for example, and having a pretty off game against the Illinois Fighting Illini. And Blake Corum's injury didn't help there either, and Donovan Edwards was out for that game. And the Illinois game, in retrospect, exposed a big vulnerability for Michigan, that without their run attack, their air attack had plenty of vulnerability and couldn't put up the same consistent fight. Michigan, all of that to say, is built on running the football. This is not a video specifically on Michigan's offense. I've already documented, I think, in multiple videos, and I know for a fact in my Big Ten and Top 25 videos, that I think Michigan's passing attack this year is going to take a sizable, if not great, leap forward. But today we're just focusing on the run game. Because this rushing attack is going to be elite. I think that's the floor, barring an Ohio State-like injury. And I say that because Ohio State last year in 2022 had gobs of injuries. It was an it was an outlier. The amount of injuries that they had in their running back room that the Buckeyes were plagued with is unusual. That doesn't happen all too often. Barring that from happening, this running attack at a minimum, will be elite. But its ceiling? Limitless. It has the chance to be a generational rushing attack. One of the best, if not potentially the best, rushing attack, potentially in the history of college football. Blake Corman, Donovan Edwards, 
Blake Corum, I don't think, has the ceiling to be a first-round draft pick. Donovan Edwards, on the other hand, I think does have that ceiling to be that unicorn, first-round, legendary NFL type of running back. You have two elite running backs in that backfield, then C.J. Stokes, Kalal Mullings, who's going to continue his work at running back slash maybe some kind of fullback position as well. Tavier Dunlap is back there, and Benjamin Hall, who looked impressive in Michigan's spring game and a part of Michigan's 2023 recruiting class, he's with the program too, and he'll probably get some touches this year. Mike Hart, obviously the running backs coach for Michigan. Sharon Moore still coaching the offensive line along with being the offensive coordinator. All of these things put together and I'm very excited for this running attack. I'm extremely excited for it. The offensive line has reloaded through the transfer portal. Michigan, like the Buckeyes, returns both of their starting guards who played at an elite level last year when they were healthy and when they're available. Michigan also has depth at the offensive line, not just high-quality starters, but depth as well. It's the same thing at running back. They have great tight ends. And they have a quarterback in J.J. McCarthy who has shown that he is mobile. McCarthy didn't only pass for 2,700 yards last season and 22 touchdowns, but McCarthy also rushed for 306 yards last season, and he had five rushing touchdowns with a long of 39, averaging 4.4 yards per carry on the ground. He can scramble. Now, before we get further into the video, I want you guys to answer the question that I poised at the beginning of this video. What do you think of Michigan's rushing attack? Do you think it's just going to be elite? And even though elite is, it's up there on the ladder, it's a big word. It's a word that we use for very few teams. Even with that being said, do you think it's just going to be that? Do you think that it's going to be like a rushing attack that you rarely see in college that some years doesn't even exist in college football or take it up a notch from there and is it going to be generational tell me down in the comments below and make sure to subscribe to the channel if you haven't already like this video so we can get it in the algorithm and hit the notification bell so you can be notified when i post more michigan and or ohio state football content or big 10 football content as well as college football content all around. Thank you very much, and let's resume. So I look at Michigan this year not only as having the number one rushing attack, but as many of you know from watching this channel, and if you haven't before, here's a spoiler alert, I think this will be the best team in college football this season. It might be a do-or-die time for Michigan in terms of winning the national championship. The 2023 recruiting class was weak for Michigan standards. It barely finished inside of the top 20, top 25. It had a high quantity of players, but not exactly a high quality of players. To compare to another rival, it was kind of the inverse of Michigan State's 2023 recruiting class, where Michigan State signed a solid class, in fact a great class by Michigan State standards, but they didn't have a lot of bodies, so therefore they had to go through the portal and collect some guys that, in my mind, didn't necessarily make sense to collect, 
but I'm not on that staff, so I'm not going to give too much criticism there. Michigan used the portal, and they used it very well. They had one of the best portal classes, I think, in terms of quality and quantity. Overall, they had the best transfer portal class in the Big Ten, in my own opinion, and that's very encouraging moving forward to see that Michigan not only is in the top tier of the Big Ten in recruiting, albeit a tier behind Ohio State, but they're certainly in that number one position right now for using the transfer portal. And maybe Michigan can even use that at running back in the future because I think Corum and Edwards will have to see, but I think both Corum and Edwards will be gone after this season. I think they're going to have phenomenal years on the ground. I think that if healthy, these players could be the number one and number two running backs in college football. Corum with his power, with his shiftiness, with that low center of gravity, not even six foot tall, but weighs over 200 pounds. He's a, he's a bowling ball. That's what Corum is. And, and when he goes downhill and when he gets running, it's hard to take him out. And he doesn't fumble. He did not fumble last year outside of that Illinois game, and he fumbled because he had an injury occur to him in midair that was really painful, and it, it tore his meniscus and hurt his MCL. Donovan Edwards, not exactly the same with ball security. He has that lower floor, but he can line up at receiver and challenge cornerbacks and defensive backs. So very impressive duo we have, and don't forget the guys behind them in the depth chart either. Very impressive players like C.J. Stokes, Kalel Mullings, Benjamin Hall, Tavier Dunlap. Michigan, if Corum and Edwards leave after this season, both of them leave, and I think they will, yes, there would be growing pains. The run game would absolutely take a step back, a big step back, but that big step back, in my opinion, would be from you know, almost greatest of all time potential or elite to just being good, great, maybe near elite. It would still be a great rushing attack. But looking at the depth chart here, the projected running backs, and this is according to rlads.com, in order, Blake Corum is the main guy. Edwards will be the other part of the running back duo. He'll be Blake Corum's, you know, other pair. But Corum will get more carries. I still expect that. Edwards being more of the speed and space running back, his health and his ball security and ball handling isn't is still not the same as Corum. So I expect Corum to still get more carries. But Donovan Edwards, I expect him to be healthier. He played most of last year with injuries. Now he's getting rehab. So I think he'll He'll take away some of Corum's carries. I don't think you'll see Blake Corum get 30 carries in a game. Maybe you will, but I doubt it. After Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards, there will be a huge drop-off in overall play and also in carries given. Kalel Mullings is projected to be running back number three. CJ Stokes running back number four. And true freshman Benjamin Hall, number five, surpassing Tavier Dunlap. And don't forget about him either. I mean, there are so... The running back room is just incredibly deep. I thought that Ohio State actually had a deeper running back room, that Michigan had the better starting players, but maybe it was a little top-heavy in Ohio State with Dallin Hayden, Chip Trainum, that they and Evan Pryor, don't forget him, that they had the deeper running back room. And then Benjamin Hall in the spring game really showed out. 
He's big. He's physical. He's fast. He has a um, uh, my apologies, a high football IQ, and there's a lot to like about him. So I think that this running back room not only has the the best running back duo and the best starting running back in America, they're also the deepest running back room in America. Looking at their career rushing statistics, quarterback J.J. McCarthy on 97 rushing attempts has 430 rushing yards, seven rushing touchdowns, and averages 4.4 yards per carry. McCarthy was one of the best quarterback prospects coming out of high school in the 2021 recruiting class. He's Michigan's one of two of their five stars. He was a five-star according to 24-7 Sports Composite. According to just 24-7 Sports and not the composite, Donovan Edwards was Michigan's only five-star that cycle. Both of them are on the roster. Both of them are some of Michigan's best players. And as a Wolverine fan, that makes me smile. J.J. McCarthy, yes, he can improve on the read option. He can improve in his awareness, certainly in the pocket, especially against Maryland. That was a game where sometimes his lack of pocket awareness or his green level of experience was sometimes painful. And you saw that in the TCU game as well. You didn't see that much in the Ohio State game where on designed runs, toughness, perfection, he was able to maneuver in the pocket well and step up in the pocket when needed against the Buckeyes, albeit that was against one of the nation's least impressive or at least one of the worst when it comes to efficiency in terms of secondary play. But nonetheless, McCarthy, I think this year is going to take a big step forward. I think that he's going to rush for more yards than he did last year. He's going to play in more games, certainly. Last year, he only started in 12 games because remember, Cade McNamara started against Colorado State in the opener. McCarthy only started in 12 games. I think Michigan's winning it all and going 15-0. and So I'm saying this just because I'm going to make some predictions in this video. When you see some of my statistical predictions, remember that they're based off of Michigan playing in 15 games. They're related to my record predictions. These are not statistics that are based off Michigan playing in 12 or 13 or even 14 games like last year. I think they're going to be there's going to be that extra game because I think Michigan's winning it all. Blake Corum, Donovan Edwards, these two players are the true run threats. McCarthy is not, certainly not a Lamar Jackson, Malik Cunningham, not a Jalen Milrow, name any other quarterback that is a true dual threat monster. Not even a Justin Fields, not close. He has mobility, he is shifty, he does have some speed, he is not the main rushing threat here. But we all know that. Blake Corm and Donovan Edwards, on the other hand, in their career have combined for around 3,500 rushing yards and over 40 rushing touchdowns, and both average six yards per carry or more in their careers. Blake Corm with over 400 rushing attempts, Donovan Edwards with only 175. This running back room is incredible. I cannot say that enough. Blake Corum, his biggest games as a Michigan Wolverine, obviously the game against Maryland was a big one. Penn State was another. 
Against Maryland, he had 30 carries for 243 yards rushing. He averaged 8.1 yards per carry, and he had two rushing touchdowns. He also had five rushing touchdowns, tied for first in school history in a game against UConn September 17th last season in the 59-0 shutout win. Against Penn State, he had 28 carries for 166 rushing yards, averaging 5.9 yards per carry with a long of 61. In that game, Penn State, by the way, as much as I criticize their interior defensive line and their run defense, finished statistically with, I think, a top 15 rushing defense. I'm pretty confident in that. Maybe even top 10. The Michigan game weighed all of that down. I criticize Penn State's interior D-line and really interior trench play when comparing them to the elite teams. And they should be compared to elite teams because that's the level that Penn State's trying to get at. But Penn State's rushing defense and even their O-line and rushing offense overall looks elite and looks amongst the best of the best until they play that team like Michigan, where Michigan actually has an interior trench supremacy over basically every team in the country outside of maybe Georgia and they have the number one rushing attack and they ran for more than 400 yards against the Nittany Lions Donovan Edwards we'll get to him in a few seconds Donovan Edwards in that game actually led the team in rushing yards he had 16 carries nearly half of quorums but had 173 rushing yards and he averaged 10.8 yards per carry nearly 11 yards per carry on the ground in that game for Donovan Edwards. Blake Corum had a career high of 33 carries against Michigan State, where he averaged over 5 yards per carry, and he had 177 yards, one rushing touchdown, and one receiving touchdown on a running back end around to give Michigan their only their second touchdown in that game. So he was responsible for both touchdowns against Michigan State, Injured against Illinois, where he had his only fumble on the season, and he only had two carries against Ohio State before being forced to sit out due to injury for the rest of the year. Donovan Edwards, on the other hand, on and off, not exactly healthy for 2022, 6'1", 204 pounds from West Bloomfield, Michigan. I read in an article a few days ago that he actually was Ohio State's number one target for their running back room, and that he wanted to go to Ohio State, similar to J.J. McCarthy. But Ohio State wanted to take Evan Pryor, and then they accepted Travion Henderson's commit, and Donovan Edwards said that that made him frustrated, so now he's going to get his revenge. And indeed he did. In his biggest game of his life, he had 22 carries against Ohio State for 216 yards. He averaged 9.8 yards per carry in that game, and two touchdowns. He had an 85-yard rushing touchdown and a 75-yard rushing touchdown. Very incredible playmaker, went through the holes in that game, and that's what I'm talking about with the speed and space for both his ceiling and his floor. Outside of those two long runs, part of this was because Michigan's O-line was having issues in the first half, and Ohio State's defensive line that game really wasn't the reason why they lost whatsoever. It was more so the secondary. The secondary and then Jim Knowles having to adjust and adapt his play calls to help the secondary, that's what really killed Ohio State's defense. The defensive line 
was holding its own at the point of attack for much of that game, which of course limited Donovan Edwards to mainly short rushes and a limited amount of carries, especially in the first half. But in the second half, he got more consistent along with Michigan's offense. And when he gets in open space, he's gone. That That's where him and Travion Henderson are similar. I just think Donovan Edwards has that better power ability. And I don't know if he has a higher ceiling per se, but last year he was the better running back and he averaged seven yards per carry on the season with seven rushing touchdowns, and he played through the season injured. He also had nearly a 200-yard performance against Purdue, where he averaged 7.4 yards per rush and had one rushing touchdown. Purdue, in 2022, had a solid-to-good running defense. Against Penn State, he averaged 10.8 yards per carry. So Michigan has two explosive, elite playmakers at the running back position, It's the deepest in the country this running back room is, and there's a variety of different running backs. Blake Corum being, I would say, really the perfect combination of a Donovan Edwards-type player, albeit with a lower ceiling, but having that very high floor that a power back like Hassan Haskins does and being that perfect 50-50 hybrid player. That's what Corum is. Donovan Edwards is that high-ceiling Lower floor, though I wouldn't say low floor, given that last year he he played well, even in moments against Ohio State or the whole game against TCU where his offensive line was just not helping him. He did show capability and fight and some power ability, though not even close to Corum's. But Edwards is definitely that high-speed, high-ceiling kind of player, that fast running back, speed and space guy. Kalel Mullings... Total power back, total fullback, I might add. And I expect Jim Harbaugh to use him more this year in a similar fashion that Michigan used Ben Mason in 2018 in short yardage positions and plays, like third and short, fourth and inches, so on and so forth. I wouldn't be shocked if the running backs were able to grind through any defense in the country. And this might be bold. It is bold. He might even be able to grind through Georgia's defense. This offensive line is elite. Drake Nugent might be mis- he might be better than Olu Aluatimi. He was ranked better according to PFF. We'll see where he gets drafted after 2023 and how he performs in 2023. PFF rankings and preseason rankings are very far from final. All those things can be thrown out the window in the the first game that Michigan plays. But Michigan's reloaded, I think, and potentially improved on the offensive line. And their interior O-line, with both their starting guards returning, should be the best in America. So, extremely great rushing attack. The offense, I think, is going to be top three. Same with the defense in scoring and in efficiency in everything. Not in everything, but in the sense of overall it will be a top three offense passing-wise, which we're not specifically talking about in this video, but passing-wise, I think the offense will probably be around maybe just outside the top 50, but they'll definitely be inside that top 70 spot. They'll improve by 10 or 20 places, whereas last year they resided outside of the top 75, maybe top 80. Michigan's passing attack did. I think they might have averaged even fewer passing yards per game 
than they did in 2021. And a large part of that, of course, being the rushing attack got miles better in 2022 compared to 2021. My 2023 predictions are this. Michigan will have the best running back room and offensive line room in America, and they will create a generational rushing attack, one of the best in college football history. I don't know if it will be the best. That's a stretch, especially given the fact that running backs now aren't the same as they were just a few decades ago. Barry Sanders, that that kind of player doesn't exist anymore. It's very rare to find that kind of player And he was, I think, one of the best for sure, and I think maybe the best running back in college football history, certainly up there on that list. And I don't think Michigan has a player like Barry Sanders, obviously. That that is a generational running back. I don't know if they even have a Kenneth Walker, for example, in their running back room. The closest player to that, I think, would be Donovan Edwards, just from a ceiling standpoint. I think Edwards has the ability, the build to be, to have some power, to be able to drive the pile and also have speed and space. Plus, he sort of is a Swiss army knife because he can also catch the ball out of the backfield and he can go downfield catching the ball as well. So he's an amazing receiving weapon too. I think the Wolverines will rush for over 4,000 yards and 50 touchdowns this season. Both Corum and Edwards will have 1,400 yards or more. Michigan's going to be playing in an extra game. That contributes to this. I expect Corum and Edwards to be healthier than they were last season. Edwards playing for most of last year injured. And Corum, the injury that happened against Illinois, it's far too common for running backs to be on and off for the year. But Michigan and Ben Herbert, their strength and conditioning is phenomenal. So I think the running back room will be healthier. And even if Corum and or Edwards gets banged up and they're out for a game or so, CJ Stokes is going to be better. Benjamin Hall, I think, could be a, a beast just in the sense of being a freshman. Like comparing all freshmen, he could be an outlier there and he could have an impact. And Kalel Mullings now working at running back for a full preseason, he'll be able to step in as well. I think both Corum and Edwards have Heisman potential, and I think that they are both certainly top four running backs in America. They might be top two. Michigan might have the two best running backs in America, though I think Quinshun Judkins and Mayan Williams, if healthy, will have something to say about that. And Bucky Irving, Raheem Sanders as well, Another phenomenal player out of Arkansas. Hard to remember because Arkansas last year wasn't good. They were 7-6. and six. But don't forget about Raheem Sanders, Bucky Irving, Nicholas Singleton, Travion Henderson. But I do think that Corum, Edwards, Judkins, Williams, and I'd say put Sanders up there too. Sanders is a really phenomenal player the more that I think about it. Over 1,000 yards for Arkansas last season. Those five are in a tier of their own, really, in my opinion. And they have that potential to go to the ceremony, potentially to win the award. I'd say that's more so Corum, because he can get more carries, accumulate more yards. Corum you could wear down defenses with. I don't know if Edwards exactly has that capability, but I don't think any of them will reach the ceremony. Not just those top five running backs. I don't think the Heisman 
any more is probably capable of awarding that award to a running back, at least often, or maybe ever. It's basically become a quarterback award, as showcased last year where Stetson Bennett and Max Duggan made it, along with Caleb Williams and C.J. Stroud, those two who I think both, in looking at their postseason performances, both certainly deserve to be there. For Stetson Bennett and Max Duggan, I don't exactly know, but that's the past and that's history, and we can't change that. But I don't think Cora Moore Edwards will make it this year due to the running back rotation. I don't think that Michigan is going to want to risk either being injured. They might be conservative when assigning carries. So more of Kalel Mullings and more of C.J. Stokes, potentially more than many college football fans or even Michigan fans will like to see. More of those carries might be split in just a, a way that prevents Corum or Edwards or any of the running backs from getting worn out rather quickly. Against UConn, for example, last year, Corum didn't even reach 100 rushing yards. He didn't. And I wouldn't be surprised if in some of those early games that Michigan plays, the Wolverines, for example, they open up against East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green. I'd expect in those games for C.J. Stokes, Benjamin Hall, some of the younger running backs who aren't in a specified or specialized role like Kalel Mullings, for example, or Donovan Edwards when he's a receiver, I'd expect some of those younger running backs to potentially have the most carries in those games so Corm and Edwards can be rested for strategic purposes. Because you don't want to risk an injury or overuse them in those first three games and then on the road against Minnesota or Michigan State or Penn State, three teams that have at minimum above average defensive tackle rooms. In the case of Minnesota and Michigan State, they have great, potentially near elite defensive tackle rooms. You're going to want to save the energy for those games. And don't forget about Ohio State. The game's in Ann Arbor, but Ohio State is going to have one of the best defensive tackle rooms and best D lines in the country. They're going to improve at secondary and at linebacker. So this run game will get 4,000 yards or more 50 rushing touchdowns or more while playing some of the best defenses in America and some of the best teams in America because they're going to go to the college football playoff and I think they're going to win it as well. Mostly due to this run game and also due to improvements all around on offense, not just on the ground, but through the air. Thank you guys for watching this video. If you liked it, please hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, comment your thoughts down below. Thank you all for watching, and I'll see you guys around. Bye-bye.